Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 255 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news, even on a short week, even on a slow news week. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Today's pod marks the end of workbook number three for the podcast. Let's see, it's a f- three I workbooks, five and a half years. It's a good pace. I, I still pace. handwrite all our notes, and hopefully when we're rich and famous, I'll, I'll sell these notebooks off for millions. I put them in my phone and delete them the very next day. So <laughs> I've had it. the same note going since 2016, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I that's one thing. I should really utilize my notes in my phone. I, I just don't. You're, all you have to do is when you watch or play something, just put it in your notes app so you can get, like, remember it when it comes to the top three at the end of the year. That's all I ask. I that's all I'm asking you to do. No, 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 I, when I, okay, so like it's, and our worst is, me, me and Kelly saw a movie the other night, Greg. It was so bad, mm-hmm. but it did. It came out in 2015, and I'm pissed because I can't put it in my <laughs> worst of the year, right? Yeah, no, has to have come out this year. All right, well, it's, it's going to be an honorable mention because <laughs> I have, I have my top three worst is done. If the year were to end today, I have a solid three things I just hated and wish I had my time back. But like the problem is, I have a top. The the problem with taking notes like I do and like you, you have too many notes. I have and I have none. <laughs> TV TV shows alone for the year. I'm over I'm in the 20s. So like Holy to figure shit. out 3 is tiff is difficult. Movies I'm only at like 10. Um you know, and I still have that taken care of. Like spoiler alert, nobody is on my list because that movie was just so good. I love that movie so much. It's our boy. I don't know what else is coming out. The Spider-Man has a chance, I guess. And maybe Shang-Chi if I see it bef- before the year's over. I don't know if I'm going to. Um, nah, you're going to see better movies than that. I don't know about what Dune. I don't give a shit about Dune. You know, I care, I care a little bad. We got Bond. There's, I mean, there's, hey, there's some good movies coming. I don't give a shit though. You know, know, Zack Snyder's Justice League might make its way. Who knows when I? But that's the thing. Like the shit that I watched in January. Remember this show I talked about called "It's a It's a Sin." Yeah, I watched that in January. I guarantee that if I didn't write it down when I go to the list, I I either forget about it or whatever. But nope, it's still my number one for the year over everything. So wow. that's the the positive about writing down dude if you see a movie just it, it takes 30 seconds i know less I know. than that it takes 30 seconds I, if you're slow i i just wanted to confirm just to make sure that the worst it had to be this year okay, yeah it I just does, have to, confirm. Be, does okay. have to be this year we got a nice show for you tonight again even on a slow news week we got our picks of the week our trivia is 12 for me 11 for sam and our race to 11 but it is win by two i have a chance to win it tonight uh, we'll start in movies with a review for ghostbusters afterlife some eternals news some scream news and some will poulter News. If you don't know who that is, me neither. In TV, we have you a. Know who he is? I You've know, seen I, I know. I the Millers. I have it. I've, I know who he is. He's the son, and we are the Millers. But... Of course, that's your boy. It's Ted Lasso's second cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. Uh, we got uh, that '70s show spinoff news. The Walking Dead news. More Squid Game news. By the way, finished it two and a half times. So not only did I finish wow. it from last week, I'm on my third watch. So we're all right at rock and roll. I got one one with the dub, one with the sub, and then I convinced Ashley to start watching with me. So we're on episode seven now together. So it's okay. been a very Squid Game week for me. Okay. I'm lucky that I'll have a pick of the week because it's pretty much all I watched. I'm, I'm sure you have a couple in the back pocket. Oh, I, I've been waiting for one for 10 weeks. 
Or 12. That's my worry. Like, I have stuff that's, like, I watched so long ago that when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, I forget everything. I just know it's good. Go watch it. (laughs) A lot of things happen. Uh, Some Jason Siegel news. I love that. That that news hit late today, but I want to talk about it because it's a lot of fun. Sam will take over in gaming where I have my impressions of the Switch OLED. Uh, I have my... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and... And I also have my impressions, early impressions of Metroid Dread. I can't give a full impression. Yeah. I've only played for like almost exactly one hour. I've barely yeah, got any time. I saw your, your Twitter was like, this is the worst news. It was like delayed. You don't know when you're getting it. Hmm. Yeah, I got my Switch OLED 24 hours after it came out, and then Metroid Dread. I just didn't have. I didn't want to play it until I got my OLED set up. I got a story when we get to the OLED. Don't worry about how shitty my old Switch is and how much of a pain in the ass it was to set up my new one. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, we have a story that we will update you from a story we gave you a month or two ago from Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto. We reported it. Now it's official, so we'll talk about what that means. Some Alan Wake remastered news. Some Pokemon news. Our top three for the week is going to be our top three favorite Pokemon Celebrations TCG cards. The set that came out, it features 25 cards for the 25th anniversary. So we're going to talk about our favorite cards from that set before Sam brings us home with a CGC TCG spotlight. But before that, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Okay. Pick of the week movie on Netflix came out in 2015. It's the one they hated. No, I was was like, it's funny that it's 2015 also, but I remember when this trailer came out, and I want to see if you remember. Do you remember the Owen Wilson movie where the trailer is he's throwing his kids off a building? So I I saw it pop up on Netflix. I remember that trailer, and I was like, holy crap, I meant to see it, but for whatever reason, this one just just mispassed me, and I, I missed it. The, um... Does it have Pierce Brosnan in it? Yes, exactly. So I don't remember. Wilson. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I I do kind of remember that. Okay, so the movie was called No Escape. No Escape. That's it. Thank it came you. Came out in 2015. It's, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix, huh? Okay. And I just I just saw the trailer, and I I literally saw him throw the kid. I was like, I remember that trailer from you know six seven years ago. I have to see this, and I feel like this movie almost maybe the first seven minutes was just a little setup, and then I felt like it was nothing but suspense and just like nonstop action. Like when you think Owen Wilson, you think, okay, you think stupid comedy movies. He's been in a boatload, but you forget about like behind enemy lines or um, what was the other one? Um, Wedding uh, crashers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah no, like midnight in Paris, <laughs> like, like a more yeah. serious Owen Wilson role. Like there's, there's more to him than just like you, we even saw even Loki. Like we yeah. loved him in Loki. Yeah, for sure. But f- I, I feel like he, he stands like his ground. Like he's he needs more films like this rather than these stupid comedies. And Pierce Brosnan was like the perfect side character, the the like the, the side the, the third one in coming in. The so basically, this movie tells a story of an expat engineer trapped with his family in an unidentified country in Southeast Asia during a violent uprising. And I, I I'm just baffled that they shot this. I believe they shot it in the Philippines. I, I just don't know how they got some of these shots together. It just looks so real. And I mean, that whole kid scene and the roof scene, I mean, I don't even have kids. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, if you've seen it, that part would probably freak you to freak out. But I, I just thought Owen just showed so much, like so much chops. And even Pierce, the little bit that he did just added to the film. I would say this is definitely a rated R film because it's, it's definitely some blood and gore and some some pretty intense scenes I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. But when you, I love when you go in just to watch a movie think you're going to see like a D minus movie and it just kind of blows you out of the water. So if you want to have a quick hour and a half of a nice 
suspense, action, and a, and a good story, check out No Escape on Netflix. Lake Bell's in that too. She's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I like she, her a lot. She's great as his wife. Yeah, she's in Boston Legal. She was in Million Dollar Arm. She was in The League for an episode. She was in, um, oh my God, what's it called? I can't think of it. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Um, so yeah, she's been in a lot of good stuff. She was really good in Boston Legal. She's not in it for a very yeah. long time. And the, like the director was John Eric Dodal. He directed uh, Quarantine, Devil, and his last movie was No Escape. And he did that that TV series, Wack, Waco? Waco, yeah. Waco, yep. I've been waiting to do this pick of the week for 11 weeks now. I didn't want to do it after the premiere. I wanted to wait till the season. It was over. Ted Lasso season two. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all knew it was coming. It's, it's done. <laughs> the season is over. Now I got to wait another year or another year to get to season three because there's definitely going to be a season three. Definitely hit you with a cliffhanger to end season two, a pretty predictable cliffhanger that we all saw coming, but it was still very, very good. And what I love about this show is that it's just, it's a show about soccer. That's just not about soccer. And like, that's what a lot of people say. That's what everyone says. You don't have to give a shit about sports to think this is just one of the best shows out there. And this show had 11 episodes this season. And only one of them was a hiccup. Now I've seen online episode nine. I'm referring to, People loved it. I thought it was the weakest episode of the entire series. I'd rather watch Stranger Things season two, episode seven, than watch this episode ever again. I really, when I say I did not like something Ted Lasso, you know, I had to have not liked it. Like I'm pretty, I have a pretty like easygoing leash with that show. This was bad. So there was one episode I didn't care for, but the rest of the season, almost just as good as season one. If season one was one of the best shows I've ever seen, season two was a 9.9 out of 10. I loved it a lot. It brought together Roy Kent. It really put the spotlight on Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein's character. We don't deserve him. He is a treasure, a damn treasure. Um, Juno temple. Uh, I can't think of who plays Nate. He was great as well. Um, the kid who plays Jamie Tart, obviously Jake and Jason Sudeikis, but he takes a back seat in this season, which I just love so much that it kind of tells his stories there. And there's an overarching Ted Lasso story, but he really got a lot of his in season one. This is really about giving the, the other characters their time to shine. And they did it really, really well. One of my favorite shows of the past decade crashing starring Pete Holmes on HBO lasted three seasons. One of his love interests in the show is Jamie Lee in real life. She's a comedian, a stand-up comedian and a writer. She's a writer on this show. When I found that out, I was like, oh my God, mind blown. She won an Emmy for this uh, season in particular. So it's just, it's everything you wanted and more out of a season two. It's very rare when a season two not only lives up to season one, but you feel like a lot of these things can feel like cash-ins. This felt like more genuine love of the character, love of the show, love of the franchise, and you see a future for it as well. It's Apple TV Plus's flagship show, and uh, you know, and it's it needs more eyeballs already, right? I think so, yeah. But it, yeah, it needs more eyeballs. I, I, everybody, you know, finds a way to watch it, even if they're not subscribed. But like, if you own a PS5, just remember, all you have to do is turn it on, go download the Apple TV Plus app, and you get six months for free. That's it. If you own a PS5, you get six months of Apple for free. So that's your chance to go watch it. Now the two full seasons are done. I can't recommend it enough. Ted Lasso season two, not as good as season one, but a 9.9 instead of a 10. Oh, a whole, a whole hey, fucking point one thing. It's because of just one episode. You'll see it when you see it. Episode nine, not my favorite. I'll skip it the next time we go through the season, but Ouch. very, very good. Let's get into trivia, Sam. It is 12 for me, 11 for you. I'm going to give you the question first and i can almost swear that i've asked you this before 
So I would imagine you know. I feel like we say it every episode. We, we've asked every question in the world. We've asked every I, I possible tend, question. I tend not to. I tend to like be pretty good on, I've asked you this, I've done this. Oh, dude, I'm the worst. I'm pretty sure I've asked you this, or you've asked me, but I, I think this question has been said. But what was the final Pokemon TCG set done by Wizards of the Coast? It was... We did. We did do it. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I asked you it. I I think one shit. one of us asked the other one. Shit! Yeah. Shit! Shit! Um, fudge! I, I want the full point. God damn it! You got what? <sighs> like twenty sets before you know it was done. I won't say the number set because that might give it away. But I'll, I'm it's somewhere to, in the first I'm, twenty sets. I'm good. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to take a, a crazy stab. Aquapolis. The one after that, Sky Ridge. Oh, Sky Ridge. Oh. Aquapolis, then Sky Ridge. Both of them were E-Series. Damn it. Uh, Gen 3. So then... close. I, but I, I went for the whole biscuit. Yeah, you did. I so appreciate we'll you, you for that. you the whole biscuit for, for the win here. Oh, man, it is. This is I, it. This could be it. Because I, I may have asked this question. I we'll, we'll see. What is the first movie Owen Wilson ever appeared in? I uh, do not remember you asking me that. I might be able to think of this one. Um, I'm going to need like a time frame or like if he was a kid or not. Uh, oh, he's, he was not a kid. Okay, gotcha. I can, I can promise you that. Appeared in or starred in? I, I, the same thing. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you, me, and Dupree. Uh, no, I, I know that's not the right answer. Um, That's like 05. I, th- I feel like he's been in a lot of stuff. Hey, you, dude, I when I scrolled through his IMDb, I was like, holy shit. Uh, he was in a couple of these. Uh, I'm going to need the answers, my friend. I can't even, I, I honestly can't even think. Like, my mind goes to, like. Wedding Crashers. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, I, I feel like it's old. So, like, I, he was in The Cable Guy as, like, um. Uh, the boyfriend or something that's like that's where my mind goes so like if cable guy is one of your choices i'm just gonna take it but what are your choices okay you have a bottle rocket b anaconda c the cable guy d as good as it gets i'm just i just have to go cable guy because it's the only one i can think of in the 90s with i believe that was his second or third okay the the first was bottle rocket i don't know that movie i've never heard of it i I believe it was i think it was him and his brother were both in it and they both oh good old lukey yeah, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was both of them. Well, I, so, gotta that, I gotta look that one up. I, I, I'll take it, keep it to 12 to 11. Was he, I didn't um, even know he was in Anaconda. Oh my God, he was. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you scroll his IMDb, you're like, holy shit. I I'm, I'm scrolling through it right now. Bottle Rocket, 7.0 out of 10, 1996. Yeah. Not bad for your first half, film. An hour and a half. Three friends plan to pull off a simple robbery and go on the run. That's the, uh little uh little plot there all right yeah is it have you seen it i i think i've seen parts of it i never i don't re- like i can't remember the full thing he wrote it too he the wrote the movie one? yeah he wrote it and wes anderson him and wes anderson wrote it and wes anderson directed it i gotta oh, check it, this it movie makes out. sense why they did like four or five films together now i gotta it check that sense. yeah i gotta check that one out all right let's move into movies uh we had um well actually you know before movies let's just do a quick reminder we need your help. If you could just support us on Patreon, if you can a dollar, $2, whatever you can a month. We want to thank everybody who uh, helped us out so far. We really appreciate it so much so that we're even going to have a guest next week. Uh, We'll talk about that in just a moment here, but just 
patreon.com slash we pod squad is in the link in your description here of the episode. Help us keep the lights on and not have us put ads on these episodes. It's the last thing we want to do. That's right it. For, that's it for e-begging. But next week we're going to have the DC fandom because it's this Saturday, the day my block party is for my street. So I will miss the entire fandom. So do not text me a thing uh, because I'll miss it all. Make but, sure everyone send everything to Greg at we Podcast. <laughs> Catch up on it Saturday night after everybody goes to bed. We are going to have a very special guest on the pod with us recapping the DC fandom. So kicking off the show with us next week will be longtime listener and friend M. Cassini. Mike is going to join us live on the pod. Cannot wait to do that. Uh, Thank you because he basically kept the lights on for us this year. So, Mike, we really appreciate it. And we would love to have you on to talk some DC um, some Black Adam, some Batman, some some but video game stuff. Talk on Batman, out. <laughs> kid, uh, kid. I cannot wait. Uh, M. Cassini is going to be joining us next week. So uh, for the DC fandom stuff, we'll have three people on the pod. I'm excited for that. Let's go. Uh, let's do movies. Let's get into the Ghostbusters Afterlife review. And I'll tell you, of all the reviews this week, this was the one I was expecting the least. So let's hear it. Director Jason Reitman does his father and fans proud with a funny, sweet, and spooky family movie that proudly takes on the legacy of the Ghostbusters while also introducing something exciting and new. It helps that McKenna Grace is the kind of talent that only comes around once in a generation. Charming, authentic, and the beating heart of this already heartfelt movie. Get ready to fall in love with the Ghostbusters all over again. Wow. Eight. Nine. Man, well, to have his, his father did the original and then he does... Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't even put that together. And apparently it's phenomenal. So, like... And did I you was, see the newest trailer they dropped? I did, and I was sleeping on it. And like we said, when the first trailer dropped, it kind of got us. So I'm, I'm still there. I'm excited to see this movie. Again, not a theatrical watch for me. I'm just not there yet. I don't want to go back to a theater. I'll just call it what it is. But, man, I am excited to see this when and if I do. Well, I mean, we got our boy in it. Paul Rudd's in it. I mean, he's like the most likable guy, I think, in freaking Hollywood. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not us, buddy. And the, and, the, and the nice little tease at the end. You know, it's always good to know that there's going to be at least one OG, but hopefully we'll see some I more. Think we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I think we'll see at least two. At least two. Can't have all four, but yeah, well, unfortunately. Yeah, two or three. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think we'll get two, and I think, you know, we already know the one, but... I'm, I'm you thinking, literally hear his voice. Yeah, like legitimately, <laughs> we know it's Dan Aykroyd. But anyway, uh, the Eternals will have two credit scenes, one mid and one end. Okay, and we also know that it's the a two and a half hour movie already. So uh, be the, ready for two fifty with credits. Yeah, so it's the third longest Marvel MCU movie behind both the two Avengers, the Endgame and yeah. Well, yeah. Spider Man is going to be up there too when it releases. I so. mean. I don't even know if I can hold my bladder in that long. It, it, like again, I, I, I can't do theaters anymore, bro. When you have something like yeah. HBO Max or D Plus with a pause button, yeah. nothing beats it. Nothing yeah. beats it. No, you're not wrong. And then when you hear that two two hours and thirty seven minutes or whatever it was, it's like, oh no, because like I, I again, I always try to support these these movies, Marvel. I don't care who it DC, whoever it is, I, I try to go. I mean, I, I guess I have to look at that website to find. You know, the, they always tell you like, here's that moment to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? I forget what the website's called. <laughs> Pissbreak.com? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how on the nose it is. Yeah. I Dude, that's weird. I I just like, don't know how I feel about this movie. Like, I, I don't know anything. See, and that's that's the advantage of, like, wanting to watch movies in, on my terms is yeah. if I get a phone call, if my kid cries, if, you know, family or what. 
like you go piss and then maybe it's somebody else's piss break moment, but maybe it would be your favorite of the movie. Yeah, I know. True. It's just, it's just like, a chance I'm not willing to take anymore. I'm, I'm the com- advent of all these streaming services. I'm comparing it to like uh, Guardians. Like, you know, it's characters we didn't know, but like I remember yeah. seeing the Guardians trailer. It looks so fun. It's because the Guardians weren't humanoid. There was Chris Pratt and then yeah. everyone else. There's a freaking raccoon, yeah. a gray man, a purple woman, uh, Michael Rooker, blue. Like these are just dudes and chicks. It's like yeah. Angelina Jolie as Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden as Richard Madden and Kit Harrington as again, Kit Harrington. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I would just, I, I would want to be more like more hype to it. Like, I mean, I, I, I understand it's, it's Jack King Kirby's creation. It's coming yeah. to life, but it's like, it's so long. Can we put antennas on Kunil Nanjani or whatever? And just be like, at least somebody looks a little different because I, this doesn't look fun. This looks like it's taking it very seriously. I, and I just, I'm not. I mean, but that. I, of course, you're still going to have your, your corny jokes of, you know, when he breaks the table, oh, Ikea fall collection. Like, I don't, I don't know what is with that guy. His, his humor, it missed in Godzilla. And I have a feeling it's going to miss in Eternals. Uh, I have a feeling all of Eternals comedy is going to miss. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't know. This was a movie I was hyped for. And then we got a first look and I was immediately just like, oh, right. That's right. I don't like Marvel right now. That <laughs> There's a reason that I'm burning yeah. out to shit. No. And it's this. So it's, I don't know. It, it's going to be so long. And you know, the first hour is going to be establishing origins. And I just don't need another. We just got Black Widow. We just got Shang-Chi. We just got all of these fucking Disney plus shows. Like the only thing I'm hyped for Marvel for the whole year is Hawkeye. And if you asked me in the beginning of the year, oh if that was God. ever going to be the case, I'd have said, no, you're crazy. You're nuts. We, we wrote him off. We to- totally wrote him off. And, and then he comes in die hard. We're like, fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and who would have thought it would be the thing I'm so actually no that's not true I guess you could say Spider-Man but that's not technically MCU right is it I don't know I, I, yeah, I would so say yeah the way yeah I, w- I would just say yeah then, I'll, then, it's then Spider-Man is going to be the thing I'm most excited for this year but again Hawkeye not not far behind yeah uh, so it's just it's one of those things where of course I'll see it eventually I'm so I'm shocked I haven't caved and seen Shang-Chi yet but I, is I it guess, is it on Disney Plus? No, it'll be in there November. Yeah, I think no. Yeah, dude, wait till November. You'll be fine. I think November nineteenth, so just about a month. So if I've waited a month already since it dropped, I can wait another month, and I'm not going to get spoiled because I've already muted all the words I need to on Twitter to not get spoiled there. So, um, and honestly, there were there really is no like giant spoiler to that movie. Like I feel like you know you're you're fine, even if you like it took off the words Shang Chi, like you're fine. They already like, showed us Abomination, so it's not like that was yeah, a like, shocker. You, yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that, I would say, honestly, that's like your biggest moment. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with uh, with Eternals, it's okay. There's a post credit scene. There's an end credit scene. It, I don't know what it's going to set up. It might set up a sequel. It might set up G3. It might set up a, like Young Avengers. I don't know where it's going to go because obviously we haven't seen the movie and how the Eternals tie into the MCU. But like, just hit. Just hit. Don't be this uber serious like I feel like it's Dune in the MCU. Like I just I don't know. There's something about it. I, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Dune way more than I'm looking forward to Eternals. Can I say I don't care about either one? And I, I'm gonna see Dune the day it comes out because it's on HBO Max, and I can. Yeah, it's it, like you're starting a car in the in the tub. Of your fuck <laughs> whatever the fucking guy said. It's it's like starting a race boat. In a, wait, what do you say? It's like riding a race boat in your tub. Yeah, well, that dude, <laughs> crazy. that dude doesn't know we have a jacuzzi in our tub, so <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll on this bad boy. Now with the, I put the LC or the LEDs on the back of it, change colors and shit. 
You're good to go. Let's go. I'll put orange on there when there's a sand scene. And when there's people wearing green, I'll put green. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, Did you watch the Scream reboot trailer? I did, actually. Yeah. Yo, I fucking forgot to. And as I'm going through the notes earlier in this section, as I'm like, as I'm reading, I'm like, we got Scream news. I said, shit. No, we don't. Because I don't get nothing. So I'm going to lean on you. Um, as a person who I watched the original scream, it never really got to me. They tried to reboot it on like MTV as a show and stuff like that. Did this rebooted kind of scream, scream five scream reboot do anything for you? I would say that it did good by bringing back characters that were Mm -hmm. in previous movies, like the same actor from the same actor, actors from, I was like, Oh my God, look how young they were. Now they're all, and this is the first one in the series not to be directed by Wes Craven, who obviously you know passed a few years ago. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, dude, David Arquette, Courtney Cox looks. Uh, we got our boy uh, Jack Quaid's in it. Yeah, I know that one. Looks nice, like that ca- one. nice cast. Uh, I don't. Th- this could this could be a movie because I, I I know Kelly's probably gonna want to see it. So I, I think I'm gonna have to go back and and is this Officer Dewey reporting back for duty? <laughs> So I don't know. I, I think I have to see this one through. I'm pretty sure I seen the first. I know I seen the first three. I don't know if I ever saw Scream Four. I saw the one where somebody gets like caught up in a garage door. I don't know which one that that's is. probably one or two. I think that's two because garage. I I remember a garage scene of someone getting killed. Yeah, and that's what I remember. That's like the and obviously the Drew Barrymore scene from the original. They're the only ones I remember. I don't know. It's Halloween. It's spooky season. There's a new Chucky show that hits sci-fi that is apparently incredibly good so far. And oh, I've, wow. de- I've DVR'd that. So we, we're going to watch that pretty soon. As soon as we're done. Uh, Old school Chucky's the shit. So hopefully it's 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 half decent. Uh, apparently it's not. Dude, like IGN gave it an 8, 8.5 or something out of 10. Like the episode, the premiere. I, I feel like IGN only do is give out seven and eights. Hey, for Chucky though, for like horror, when everything like horror. No, no, you're right. You're right. Gets like threes. I don't know. I'll take it. Uh, I, and plus, I was listening to an Eagles podcast because they're playing the Bucks tomorrow. It's the reason we're recording early, by the way. Uh, and this episode dropped early solely because the Eagles game's on. I don't want to record Go Eagles. it. And then next week will be early as well because Sam is going away. So I uh, I was watching, I was listening to this Eagles podcast, and they started the podcast by talking about Squid Game and Chucky and how they're both really good. So I was like, all right, I got to try it. So we DVR'd it, and we'll check it out uh, real soon. Um, but the final story in movies, Will Poulter, we teased him at the beginning of the show. He has been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as Adam Warlock. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's, it, I, I, he was not on my radar at no. all. No, like, he was on no oh. one's radar, which makes it a good casting. Yeah, P- potentially, I, I, potentially. I, I guess you're I, I, I like him as an actor. The, the, some movies that he was in, I, I put up a list. He was in the Maze Runner. I did. I read the books. I, I liked him in that. And we're the Millers. Like I don't think I've but seen him in not, anything. He's else. a lot older now than we are the Millers. Oh, wasn't, yeah, Emma wasn't, Rob, wasn't Emma Roberts in that or something? In, in what? We are the Millers. Wasn't she the daughter? Who was the daughter in We Are the Millers? Yep, I'll, Emma I'll, Roberts. You're right. Yes. Oh, that's right. And he was in the Revenant. I forgot about that. Okay, I, never dude, mind. So, I own it on Blu-ray and have yet to watch it. It's it's. I think it's a good movie to see one time. Well, that's I it. all I need to see is that bear scene. I don't. I don't know what's going. He was in Midsummer too, which is a very sneaky good horror flick. Um, he was in some Black Mirror stuff. Um, so I'm assuming he's British. So I'm I'm interested to see what kind of what they do with with Adam Warlock. Like I know in the comics when he basically first out, he basically yeah, he fights Thor. 
So I wonder if Thor is going to be in Guardians three. So that's kind of my my thing. It, that- he was teased at the end of of yeah. Endgame to be in three. So I would not be shocked if that's the so case. like like other than that, I don't like I I don't really know Adam Warlock too much. Like yeah, I know he was in the cocoon after Thor almost killed him. That's how he goes in the cocoon, and then he's basically. that's in Guardians two though. The end credit scene they really tease Adam Warlock hard. Yeah, so I guess they they skip it because when he's first like brought out, he's brought out as, as him, and then Thor basically almost kills him because he he attempts to abduct Lady Sif and mate with her, and yeah. then that's when Thor kicks his ass. And then in the comics, he goes by High Evolutionary. They rename him to Warlock. Okay, so I'm interested to see where they go. Obviously, we trust James Gunn. Why we have no reason to doubt him. Yeah, and James Gunn actually confirmed the news himself. He said on Twitter something along the lines of, "I'm paraphrasing." He said, "Usually, I don't like to comment on rumors or speculation, but the cat's out of the bag here. This is true." So, um, definitely good news that James Gunn is open about it this early in production. Speaks highly of his confidence in Will Poulter and the character. So, I think I can get behind that casting. My, my, I'm fine with that. Uh, is there anything else that you'd want to talk about here in the movies before we move on? He just better bulk up because he's going to need it. In the TV section. Well, hey, listen, if they can CG, you know, Chris Evans, they can CG anyone. <laughs> uh, in the TV section, that 70s show is getting a spinoff on Netflix. No, they're not trying to reboot that 80s show. That was a flop. Uh, that 90s show is coming to Netflix and it's bringing back Red and the mom from that 70s show 20 years later. And both them, they were they were great in the they show. They were the backbone of that that yeah, show. They, they were hilarious. I mean, half, half the like the, I the, say, da- the they were the funniest two char- or two of the funniest characters. If you type like drinking, like the meme is is her when she's pouring like that drink and like the vodka just pouring in. Like I, I feel like everyone always uses that damn gif. But I like to, I, don't I don't know what one you're talking about. I'm gonna go look at it up right yeah, now. Yeah, if you type, you'll say just as her pouring vodka in in this goddamn thing. But I, like, I don't know, 80, 80s fell apart. So you're gonna take a swing, go for the nineties. Does that mean are we going to see the other their kids? Like we kind of have to eventually, right? Like obviously we may not see a certain character because of legal yeah, yeah. of court uh, and shit like that. But um, well, well, he's a, a matter of fact. I as I was scrolling, I saw him first, and I was like, "Well, he's a piece of shit." Um, yeah, but like Topher Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, you know, Wilmer Valderrama. I say his name. Yeah, Valderrama. Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. That 80s show was such a flop. But, you know, you and I always talk about how the 90s was like the golden age for us and like how we believe growing up in the 90s was like the best you could have gotten. So anything in the 90s, of course, I'm going to give it a shot. For years, the 80s were the cool thing. Video games were going back to the 80s. Stranger Things went back to the 80s. Like all of these, that 80s aesthetic was so popular. But now as we kind of move on and move on and move on, the 90s, people are remembering how amazing the 90s were. I mean, in the 90s alone, we went from VHSs to DVDs. We went from 2D to 3D. We went, you know, it, like. That's a good point. It's it, There's so much that happened in a short time that they have a lot of stories to tell. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about the premise. I'm excited about some of the returning cast members. But because 80s was such a flop of a, of a reboot, I don't know if I have the confidence in the writing team. The positive here is that it's not going to network television. It's going to Netflix where they have a little bit more creative oomph and they can use a little bit more colorful language if they need to this then they're not you know they don't have to like write around commercial breaks since there are none they don't have to like oh let's have a cliffhanger seven minutes in so we can cut to commercial no they can just write an episode because yeah. that can that can hurt shows when you have to write to commercials well, so, and, and like you said you hear so many times creators like hating that like god how do i have to come up with something to bring you into the next one that's why netflix is probably the perfect 
place for it, right? And yeah, and so I th- that's what I was telling somebody on one of our social medias. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember. I think it was Alan Santos who said like, "Uh oh, got to give it a shot." And it's like at this point, that's all you can do. And at the same time, it's Netflix. You already are subscribed. You're not going to leave Netflix if this show sucks. So like, if you look at the reboots this year. Wonder Years. I've watched it. It's dog shit. You've shat on my favorite show of all time. <laughs> Supermarket Sweep was fucking terrible. Get a new host. Leslie Jones, fine actress, sucky game show host. It's terrible. Uh, and now with Legends of the Hidden Temple just started, it was dog shit. Like, oh, I, I saw your post. I was like, I was like does he mean it? it's hot garbage? Was that it's what hot you- garbage? Okay, that's what you meant. Got yes, it. it's not fire can. It's hot garbage. Yeah, it, that's right. It's dude. It's so scripted, and it's just like every other shit game show nowadays. And it's that sucks. I'm, it's, sorry I'm not that. even. I'm not even like it needs Kirk Fogg. It wouldn't hurt, but like, boy, howdy, it's so bad. So, uh, you've taken three shows in the last year alone and shat all over them. What's another one? You know, I mean, the, damn, one? and Kurtwood Smith, the father, he's 78 years old. Yeah. God right. bless him. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, the dude from Romano was doing it till he died, basically. I think like the, they filmed like the next. Yeah, I think you're right. The following year. So 78 the new Jeez, 50, God bless 50, 59. I don't know. But again, it'll be in the 90s. It would be weird if Topher and them and uh, I can't remember her name. Alex something. I can't remember her name. She has to probably be in it. Maybe they maybe you're right. Maybe they have kids and their grandparents. I, I just oh, they go. They take care of the grandkids while they're off on a vacate or some kind of crap. Yeah, they, you know something. they they could easily write the kids out and be grandparents and take yeah. care of it. They can figure out a way to do that. Hey, listen, that's why they make the big bucks. Uh, speaking of spinoffs that didn't need to happen, AMC has greenlit Tales of the Walking Dead as a new Walking Dead spinoff, but it's going to be a little different. Instead of a scripted through line show with a plot from episode one to whatever it's going to be an anthology series so we don't know if that means anthology series per episode per couple episodes or a new cast per season kind of like white lotus and other shows like that black mirror i don't know but or american horror story is probably the most popular in this country um this is about the best way they could be doing the walking dead in my opinion you're going to keep it going an anthology where we can get introduced to new characters and new stories constantly instead of the same bullshit. Yeah. At least, at least there's that. I now have a one on the hype meter. I was going to say, yeah, well, you get perfect jumping on meter, but I, I, I told you before air, I'm pretty sure I'm done with the walking dead. I'm, I still never seen the, I guess the finale of season of, 10. Yeah. Before the, the final season, or if it's, I don't even know if I'm too back. I don't even know how far back I am at this point, but I, I'm just, there's too many shows. I, I have no interest to go back. I've been telling him for five years to do it. And every time he said, I'm a completionist. I have to see it through. I'm a masochist. Oh, I always said that I was in too deep, but I said in too deep, <laughs> but now he's not. Now he's not. Now he's out because you know why? Because he's grown up. He's got a love interest. Yeah, I'm more more mature. He's got. (laughs) You got plans. You got a Tempur-Pedic. Let's rock and roll. So, oh man, that's good stuff. Uh, I'm happy for you that you're out because, like, it's never too late to be out of that. I'm only five years late, but hey, better late than never. Five? Yeah, yeah. I would say six. That was when I I got out six, seven years ago. Now, seven years ago, I left the cult, so I'm I'm happy. I don't have any interest <laughs> to go back. This is a show again. It's an it's a zombie show. If it's scary, I'll I'll give it a shot. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty fucking boring, like the other ones, like forty four minutes of bullshit and one minute of cliffhanger. 
I wouldn't be totally yeah, shocked. Two, if that's two minutes action, some some heads getting blown up, and that's it. But at least it's an anthology, and it's not like I got to yeah. marry myself to characters I don't care about. Yeah, it's like okay, first you got to go watch ten seasons of this, and you have to watch the first six seasons of Fear of the Walking Dead, then you can come watch the show. And good thing with an anthology, I just thought of this: is they can pull no punches with the deaths, like they kind of already did, but. Now you can kill anyone at any time because you're not going to see him again anyway. True. true. So, so I actually have a, a, that's actually something that's a positive. Maybe my hype's at a 1.3 now. 1.3. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm still just going to politely decline. Squid Game is now Netflix's most watched show in the service's history with over 111 million people and growing have seen this show. Do you know what the number one was? Stranger Things, man, I, man, I should just should have said nothing. That should have been your trivia question. I know there was a Adam Sandler movie, but I don't Bridgerton. know. Oh wow, Bridgerton. We, you would have never guessed Bridgerton in a million years. Bridger, if it was one of your choices, I might have. That got renewed for season two, but apparently there's a little controversy. Uh, shout out to it also has been renewed for a third and fourth season. There you go. <laughs> shout out to a couple of our listeners. I put on all of our socials back when it was only 76 million people that watched this show. I put out there, are you one of them? And now it's 111 million, but a couple people responded to us. And so, uh, everybody that responded to us said no. Uh, well, actually, no, that's a lie. Dan, uh, D from, from Connecticut. He said, yes, Sam said, uh, not yet. Trying to find some time for me and my girl to watch it. I said, do whatever you can to find the time. It's that good. And then we had another person say, John, uh, Sergeant John Hardy said, watched it a second time. So Dude, shout out. Literally, me and Kyle were like, man, I, I kind of want to watch it again. She was like, yeah, me too. Like, it, it was that good. Like, it makes you want to uh, like go back and just pick up the things that I missed. And I you saw, do. You right do, both, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. I, the sec, to me, the sec, I always say the second time watch is always the best. Yeah, and well. I saw our, our boy Charlie over at Emergency Awesome on YouTube. He just dropped basically like the what the F moments from Squid Game. Oh, I didn't even see that. I'm it, watching it other literally people. just dropped before we recorded. Got you. Heavy spoilers did one. Um, Think Story did one. Screen Rant did a couple. So I've been watching a lot of it. But no, Ryan hasn't done any, which is weird. I, yeah, I'm shocked because, I mean. You got to jump on the hype train. You get I all mean, the views, man. When you're talking 111 million viewers, like, come on. Yeah, people are Googling that shit constantly. And even if he doesn't care about the show, like, you'd get hits. And so, like, I, do it. I, I saw one one guy said, you know, I almost didn't click on it just for the name. And I at first, I was that guy, too. Like, oh, Squid Game. Nah, I'm good. Once you find out it's from across yep. the pond, then it has nothing to do with it. It has like, literally nothing to do with anything. Uh, but it's funny because we had a couple people, though. Uh, Superman TC25 said, nope. I said, well, it might be time to change that. He said, nope. And then we had uh, LI Comic Guys, Long Island Comic Guys, hey. said, uh, what do they say? He said, nope. And I said, time to join the club with a question mark. He said, I'm good. I don't cave to peer pressure. I said, well, maybe, maybe not watching it is the real peer pressure because now you're forcing yourself <laughs> not to enjoy something just because you don't want it. You get it in his head. I like, I like your style. Yeah, he said, I don't know about that logic, but I'm telling you, it makes sense. <laughs> don't just like, don't take away enjoyment from yourself just because other people are enjoying it. Just like fucking watch it, dude. It's yeah. it's really that good of a show. It's again, it's one of those shows that really is worth the popularity. I'm on my third time. Are you really in, in a week? I told you that earlier. I did oh, it. Shit. I finished it last week. 
when it was, I was only on episode five this time last week. I finished it that night. I just binged it through. I kept my, my newborn overnight and just watched you was sleeping. I stayed up all night and watched it. Um, then I watched it a second time with the sub. So I watched it subbed and dubbed. I wanted to pick up the differences. And then I finally convinced Ashley to watch it. And now we're on episode seven together. Oh, and she, and she's loving it, loving it. So we're ready. We're rocking and rolling it. And you know, it's just, it's really that good. Any chance are you watching it? Um, in Korean and English subtitles, or you always have it dubbed or subbed? I did subbed my second time through. We're doing dubbed. So Okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Just want to double check. Yeah, I thought – I actually think people like shit on the dub. I think the dub's fine. Now that I've read the subtitles and everything, comparing like the words that are said, I love yeah. it when – like that 212, she is so crazy wild. And yeah. In the dub, her English actress is so – off the wall. Yeah. And then when you take that double way and you hear her in her native tongue, it actually kind of takes some of her psychotic craziness like away. And I'm like, nah, I kind of missed the dub because the dub was so cheese. Um, yeah. It's funny. Go, even if you were interested, I would I would recommend this. Go watch it subbed episode seven with the VIPs who are speaking English. Go check that out and that would be fun for you, even if it's just like a one-off. Um, I'd recommend that, but 111 million people and growing. It might be even, it's definitely bigger than that. This is a 24 hour old story. It's probably close to 114 now. Um, it's just, can you imagine how many people, you know, white van slip-ons went up 75,000%. Yeah, oh I saw that. Now, now I'm seeing people now on Twitter that they're buying the damn jackets. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the pants they wore was like they sell that. I mean I, I guess why not of course, I mean, dude, we're gonna watch it Spirit so. of Halloween the second that got popular sort of mass manufacturing that oh shit oh my god you see the paint I- everything green you see the IG model girls that are wearing like n- no they're wearing like pasties and like the, the revealing nothing but they have the mask on with the triangle or the square yeah, yeah. like it's just it's so crazy it's everywhere if you haven't watched it just give in just give in and watch it's so good just no, just watch the first episode. If that doesn't hook you, I mean, after that first episode, they had me hook, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, episode six rips your heart out. Episode seven might be my favorite game of all the games, the the bridge game. So, it's just it's really good. Uh, Jason Siegel is creating a new show on Apple TV Plus called Shrinking with the creative minds behind Ted Lasso, aka the writer and showrunner of Ted Lasso, and. I alluded to earlier, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. That trifecta, I can't think of a better one to bring out a new comedy show for Apple TV+. Plus. It's about a shrink who gets kind of fed up with being a shrink and starts telling his patients what he really feels. Uh, and that'll be Jason Siegel playing that role. So I feel like Jason Siegel's been like a ghost. Uh, he did that show on AMC. Um, oh, Yeah, God. he did one season and that was it, right? That, well, yeah, it was bad. Um, departures from nowhere. Uh, trans- oh God! Hold Dang, on. Didn't you? Didn't you? You saw like the first episode or something? I got, right? I got an advanced screening yeah. um, downtown for the first episode, and I it was really good. Uh, dispatches from elsewhere, um, and then the rest of it just sucked. It just wasn't good, and so it really fell off a cliff. And that's really the thing he, um, yeah. Even I mean the the. The finale only has a six on IMDb, and that's like that's tough when they get a six. He's only done one thing since. Um, it was a TV miniseries. That's it. So, uh, yeah, this is it. So he's he's got wide after High Metro Mother. Then he's got shrinking coming up. The sky is elsewhere coming up. 
uh, and this movie called Windfall coming up. So he's got three or four upcoming things, but he has been very largely silent over the past couple of years, just enjoying the pandemic life. That's what he's been doing. Uh, let's get into it, Sam. I'm ready to talk here. Now, let, let me take over gaming. We got two pretty big impressions, but we'll save the game for a second. Let's hear your thoughts on Nintendo Switch's OLED model. <clears throat> I think we were right on when we said, like, if you don't own a Switch, spend the extra 50. Like, when we first mm. heard this, it was, yeah. don't get the $200 light. Don't get the $300 normal. Get yourself that 350 OLED. And I'm happy to report that that's what you should do. This should be the standard now, is this model. I've played them literally next to each other so i can like look at one screen look at the other um and the oled screen on this thing at seven inches just blows your mind it's crazy how much prettier it, it makes games and, and how big was the other one six six point two so it's not like the craziest thing in the world but when you look at the old one and you look at the size of the bezel on it it becomes so distracting it's like a thing you didn't know you didn't need until it's gone and you're like why did i ever have to look at a bezel that big around a screen it's just why not make the screen bigger and it i'll tell you i ran breath of the wild mario odyssey only like for like two seconds just to look at them breath of the wild mario odyssey pokemon shield um obviously metroid dread smash bros ultimate and then some indie games and just to see how they looked compared to the normal switch and it's so much different it's unbelievable how good this this thing looks uh so the screen is great it feels heavier and like more durable for some reason. I love that. It's got a little texture on the back instead of just like slippery plastic that can get sweaty with you. And then like it actually has a little bit of texture. So it makes your hands feel great. It reminded me of the Xbox series controller that adds texture around the grip. So like you actually feel like you're holding a controller. Um, I love that. And so there's that. It actually kind of feels the same if you run your hands down the back of the dual sense. Um, I'm doing that right now. The left and right. Uh, handles of the dual sense. If you rub okay, your hand okay, on that, gotcha. it feels like that on the entire back of the console. It feels bigger, although it's the same size. The screen is obviously bigger, but the console itself is the same. Um, so it just feels better. I can't, it's one of those things where, and you'll see it the next time you come over, you'll, you'll see it. It's one of those things where you don't notice how good it looks until you see the old one next to it. Oh, Mario Kart 8. I, I ran that next to each other too. And it's just, it's just crazy how good it looks. There's the problem is, and the reason I can't go even deeper on the impressions is it doesn't make games run better because it's got the same internals. It's just newer. Like it's just yeah. not a four and a half year old. It's just, switch. A newer, it's just a newer tech. They know that people like you that who had the original models, like, oh, mine's chugging along. I may need a little update. And so like, you know, for me, upgrading was a good move. I now have a light, a regular and an OLED. So I'm happy there. Um, I have... Uh, what's what was I gonna say? I have uh no plans on like getting rid of my original. I've been trying to sell my light, but I'm like not in a rush. So if I don't get the price I want, I'm I'm just gonna keep it. It's yeah. fine. Helena can have it in a couple years. It's this. It's one of those things where like though because there's no you know the dock though the dock it was data mined and the dock actually the new dock that it comes with is capable of 4K upscaling. So like if they were to ever add something to it. DLSS or something like that, I might not have to upgrade. They might be able to do a firmware update and say, hey, games can run in 4K on your OLED switch through this thing. I, I just don't know. I'm not a data miner, but like the new dock is awesome. It's white. 
and it's it's rounded instead of squared. It looks so nice sitting on top of my Xbox Series S, which is also white, and my PS5 is white. My bookshelf is white. So you still like have the uh, color Joy Cons. Well, I got the black and white OLED because I think it looks better. But I do have color Joy Cons. I have gray Joy Cons. Okay. I'm I dude. Those Legend of Zelda Joy Cons are everywhere, and every time I pick them up. I like take them to the register and I leave them in the candy. I'm like, I just can't pull the trigger on $80 oh, controllers ugh. when I know that the OLED was coming. So, okay. So, so the original uh, Joy-Con still fit on the OLED. It's the same size. Yeah. The console. Okay, okay. So yeah, there's no difference to the Joy-Con. And that's where like the different, like the problem is if you like, if you already own a switch, there's no need for you to upgrade. There's no mandate for you to do it. Like, if your okay. switch is running fine, if you're happy with it, if you mostly play on your TV and not in handheld, then there's no reason to. Me, I'm at 80-20 handheld just because of the nature of being a dad and, and the timing that I can do it. So I have I'm very happy to play this in handheld and it'll blow your mind. When you see it, dude, I might just drive it over your house just to show you. It, so so it, it it's but I heard, I did see a lot of people say it's the same thing. There's, so you you, really, you you don't feel that way at all? You're just like, ah, okay, I, I accept it. What, like there's no upgrade to the power? Yeah, yeah like just like there's, I don't know. Like, it just, I'm like disappointed, you said it. right? Like I'm disappointed. That's the thing when, when this was announced, I was like, oh, it's not a Switch Pro. But like, here's my thought. And I, and I, I think the Switch Pro is still happening. If there's a chip shortage right now, yeah. and there's, there is, it's not a fake thing. If PS2 or PS5, PS2, wow. If PS5s are going to be hard to find till next year, if Series Xs are going to be hard to find till next year, if these graphics cards that everybody wants are going to be hard to find till next year, why would Nintendo put a premium console out there that's going to have chip shortages just to have the same production problems and bring down their legacy? They are a Japanese company. Their ego and their like their perception means more than an American company. It's just that simple. Japan cares so much about like their their perception. And so if they were to release a premium console, a $400 console, and have a shortage because of a chip thing, not because of demand, that's a that's a big black eye on a Japanese company. I know Sony is a Japanese company. I understand that, but like this is not Nintendo here. So yeah. I think they just released what they could cuz OLED is is not a at a premium. There's no shortage on OLED screens. Give them the same internals. They're going to make this the new standard. So while I'm disappointed, for me who plays mostly in handheld and had a four and a half year old cracked Switch, I'm happy to upgrade. I think the Switch Pro is coming late next year. I'm going to get that too. This is not a. I don't care. Like, it is what it is. It's three hundred and fifty dollars, so it's not like nothing. Um, it's a good chunk of change. Come on, it is. But if you don't own a Switch, that's that, that's the way to go. The OLED. I I swear to God, I, I'm going to go over to your house and just like let you see it for a few minutes. Um. Games with black, like Dread, when I talk about Dread in a minute, that's a game that pops. Like, it's crazy. Oh, just real quick, the the one big one. I played Smash Bros. on it, and I played at Saffron City, the old Nintendo 64 map, the Pokemon map, right? It's my favorite Smash Bros. board in the history of the game. And when you play it on your regular Switch, it looks like an N64 board. When you play it on the OLED, it looks like an N64 board on a PS4. And it's oh, like, wow. it, it blows my mind how good that console makes that, that N64 aesthetic look. And if you're going to tell me that in a month later this month, as a matter of fact, in just two weeks, we're going to get N64 games on our switch. 
and you're going to tell me that I get to play them on an OLED screen handheld. Now I'm excited for N64 more than I ever was. Now bring it on because that is going to yeah. be a game changer because they're that's going to make it look phenomenal. Yeah, since we're probably never going to get an N64 mini. Uh, that, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, I still get pissed. But let's talk about it. It's finally in your hands. You played it. I don't think you beat it yet, but let's hear your thoughts on Metroid Dread. I can only give you my first hour. Uh, unfortunately, okay, you dabble a little bit. I just, I just got my hands on it. What's today? Wednesday, Monday, yeah. Monday, and this morning. The only two times I could play, and for maybe an hour. I'm talking 55 minutes to an hour and five, somewhere in there. So these are very early impressions. I have died three times in the opening hour. Uh, it is not an easy game. <laughs> It's oh, it's the hardest Metroid. Like I beat Super Metroid, and I died once, and I died three times already because these fucking Emmys that chase you around—they've killed me three times. It's so hard. Um, there's that constant sense of dread. There's that constant sense of like it's kind of annoying because you're like moving along, you're doing your thing, and then you hear beep beep boop boop boop, and you're like, oh no, I'm getting chased by one of the modifiers, and it like completely throws off like your objective. If you have to go here and then you like have to run around to get rid of one of these Emmys and you get thrown off your course, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> like damn. there is that sense of like yeah. constantly remember where you're going, use your map, like, mar- you know, place markers on your map and do the things that the game allows you to do. So I, I appreciate that. The map is a little tougher to read. I don't love the map, but it's cool. It's fine. I'll get used to it. I guess I'm just so used to super Metroid where they color in wherever you've been. So, you know, exactly where you've been. And, and so I like it a lot, like a lot, a lot. So many people are, it's the best 2d Metroid ever, this, that, and the other dude. I don't know. Zero mission is phenomenal. And super Metroid is one of the greatest games ever. So I'm not quite ready after just one hour. Yeah. I was going to say only one hour. It's tough to say if it's the worst or best game. Yeah. I'm just not there yet. So I can't give it my full. When I beat it, I'll talk more about the game. I can't give it a rating. I can't give it a place where it falls. I just know that if the first hour is any indication of what it's going to be like for the next six to 12, however long it takes me, then I'm in for a wild ride. I can't wait. I will say this. It's the best Samus has ever controlled. It's the tightest she has ever moved and it's the prettiest that's ever looked. So those three things have it going for it. Totally worth the money. Totally worth the weight. Totally worth it by the way. 60. It was 60. Okay. Totally worth the 19 year wait uh, between Metroid games. And so, well, 2D Metroid games, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Dread, Metroid 4 and 5. And so I'm very happy. Um, I I cannot wait to play more of it. I have a feeling I'm going to get to put in like three or four good hours tomorrow. Um, today, for those listening to the pod, the day comes out. So, really, in like two weeks or so, three weeks when I beat it, I'll be able to give more, but if the first hour is any indication of what the next are going to be, I think I'm going to have some pretty good things to say about it. Ah, love that. Rockstar finally officially announced Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Do they want to have a longer name for oh, it? Oh my God. Yeah. So it's never going to end. It's never mm, going to end. It's never ended. Like a month or two. Sorry, I'm chewing ice. I shouldn't do that. Um, a month or two. We said that the GTA trilogy, as a matter of fact, I was in the hospital when this thing uh, was becoming announced. I was in the hospital. It was like two, a week before the baby was due. It was like our last episode before our little three-week hiatus. 
we said this thing was coming. Kotaku, of all places, actually uh, put it out there. And I believed it because it was rated in Korea and all this stuff. And then it got rated in Brazil. Then it got rated in America. It's like, all right, when are they going to announce it? And then the day after we recorded last Friday, I'm at the playground with my daughter and my parents over at Janad. And I look down at my phone and there it is. It gets announced. So very excited there. It's going to be GTA three, GTA vice city and GTA San Andreas. It's coming out this year. It's coming out very soon. They didn't give us a date yet. Um, It's going to have a physical next year, I think. And apparently there's going to be some pretty decent upgrades. It is coming to Nintendo switch. So that's going to be fine. Um, My big worry is PlayStation is taking down all three of these games are available for like five bucks a pop right now on PlayStation store. PlayStation's taking those down. And that gives me one worry is like, what's the price of this going to be? Cause if I could just buy all three and the way they used to be for five bucks a piece, we think it's going to be a sixty dollars game. No, I think it's going to be forty. I bet it's going to be thirty nine nine nine, which is still well. That's what Crash was, right? Yeah, it's still three times the amount that they that it is right now. You could get all three for fifteen bucks right now. So I'm just like torn. Would I just like to play the originals for fifteen, or do I want these upgraded ones? I put that in air quotes for for what I think will be thirty nine ninety nine. We'll see. I th- I need to see a trailer with these quote unquote improved visuals and improved gameplay. Like, what am I getting here? Are you also going to update like the radio stations in the car with modern music? Are you going to pay for the rights? I don't know. There's so many questions to still be answered, but this is a good opportunity. I've never beaten San Andreas. I've only watched Carmen play as a matter of fact, um, vice city. I've never played and three. I haven't beaten damn near 20 years. So there, there's no reason for you to pick this one up. Oh no, there is. I'm saying, cause I haven't done that stuff. In this oh, long. Well, See, I, I always thought that you, you were, you kind of were, it was dead to you as well, but I, I guess not. GTA, I bought all of them. I bought four. I bought five twice. I'm just but never I, beat them. I'm just fucking no. Nah, I I came real close to four and five. I mean, I'm you got to put dedication into the game. I'm but. just fucking tired of hearing about them. Like yeah. at this point, I'll be excited for GTA again when six gets announced because that's like that's the inevitable. Five's been out for eight years. Eight years. That's almost 30 years. That's almost 80 <laughs> years. Uh, I, I just bring on six. It's not going to be yeah. for three more years, but that's when I'll get excited for GTA again. Alan Wake remastered is coming to switch. I'm really glad I didn't buy it on PS5 because I'm just going to get it on Nintendo switch at this point. You think you'd have a better uh, playing a handheld? Do you think you get a better enjoyment out of it? It's a game. It's a horror game that takes place at night. I'm going to play that on an OLED screen that pops the blacks. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, I just thought maybe on the 85, it might pop a little bit more. Listen, I watch my own. Never mind. I'm not going to get into what I can watch on the 85. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm because I can put it on docked and play it on my yeah. TV if I want to put it yeah. on the 85. I, this is a game I want to play. Horror games and shit like that, like Metroid Dread and horror games look good on an OLED screen because of all the blacks that pop. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, so Alan Wake Remastered is a perfect Switch OLED game. That's now we're talking turkey, baby. I don't know when it'll happen, but it's been announced. It's been uh, rated in America and Brazil, so it's only a matter of time until it, it gets announced. I don't think it'll be at a Nintendo Direct. I think it's a random tweet from Nintendo on like Friday at like 10 a.m. They'll just pick Alan Wake Remastered coming. Uh, it's know, available November, now, November 4th. I don't, I don't know when, but yeah, I, I have a good feeling that. Uh, that's when I'll be picking it up. And if if they do it, if they put the $10 switch tax on this game and make it 40, 
I'm going to blow my fucking mind. I'm, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to blow my brains out. That's oh. when I'll buy it on PS5 if they do the Switch thing. And a lot of Nintendo games, they charge a couple extra bucks because it's on a cartridge and they're expensive. I'll, oh, be Jesus. I'll be pissed. And the last story we have in gaming, a bunch of previous features are returning for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I should have reword. I should have worded the story better. A bunch of like current features. So they're actually bringing new shit back into the old games to make that better. Like HMs are no more. We knew that. And because HMs are fucking. They've been done, right? They've been done, but like they were still around in Gen 4. So for them to get rid of them is a nice little quality of life improvement. But like they're bringing back experience share for your entire team mandatory like they did in Sword and Shield to make grinding not a thing and to give you you know, more options to play with. And I, I love that. So they're bringing that in. They're bringing in. You don't have to go to a Pokemon center to check your box and switch Pokemon. You can do it anywhere. That was to me. The best thing about sword and shield was I could just switch my Pokemon around on the fly. I didn't have to go to a PC or a Pokemon center. That's an awesome quality of life. improvement. saves so much time. Um, so I'm excited for that because I can just go into my box and switch around my party whenever I want. So they're bringing in a lot of things. There was previews that went out today. That's why this stuff is all happening. So like, thank goodness, because uh, uh, there are some things about this game that have me petrified, like the music and stuff. So um, this is just a game. I'm going to get it. It's not going to be at my game of the year. I love Gen 4, my favorite Gen. It's still not going to be on my game of the year list. It's just not. But it's a game I'm looking forward to because it's a Pokemon game. It's, I was going to say, it's fucking Pokemon. And it's my favorite gen. They're remaking my favorite games. And there's going to be shit in there that's new. So like I'm looking forward to it. Um, it but when you announce that and Legends Arceus at the same time, what? Am, and they're only three months apart, two months apart. What am I going to do? I'm going to be looking forward to the new thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's well, just you'll, you'll play this for a little bit. The newer one comes out, that gets pushed to the side. I'll be done this game by Christmas, and I'll be having, you know, I'll be looking forward to to Legends Arceus. January 29th can't get here fast enough. I cannot fucking wait for that game. I cannot wait. <laughs> All right, let's let's do our top three. We said top three favorite uh, cards from the celebration set. I'm very very excited for this because. Uh, all 25 of these cards are just gorgeous, but let's get into it. What was your top three, uh, your number three favorite card of that celebration set? So, yeah, it's a 25-card set, and then you have the, the classic reprints of, I think that's another, what, 20 or 25 cards also. Yeah. So, the, I, I was shocked. I did not expect that I was going to like these as much as I did, so I bought a couple packs just to, you know, you know, got to whip my beak a little bit, see, see how the kid's luck is. But my number three, I went with the Shining Magic card. I mean, I don't know if it's just because, you know, the new revelation, it was the secret where it was the, I think it was what, 60, I think it was 66 out of 64 cards. I just, who doesn't love a shiny magic card? We all want the red Gyarados. Come on. I mean, I, I feel like that's the, like, that's my only complaint. Like they gave us shiny magic, but didn't give us the shiny Gyarados. That would, that would be my only like, oh, 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 you're talking about, um, Number 66. Got it. Got it. 30 HP gold scale dragon bond. That's cool. I yeah, didn't. It, it, I missed just, that one. Yeah, I, okay, I'll so, tell you. So you probably only saw whatever website you look is there, there's two that you'll see the 25 cards. I have list. no interest. I have no interest in the classic collection though. Like, cause then my top three would just be the three starters. Blastoise cards, one of my favorite cards of all time. So I went with, with all the newer cards. I mean, they even, let's call it what it is though. They did a chunky Pikachu 
and that's base set. So there's a lot of things they did with this one, but my number three is uh, number 22 Lugia. It looks so beautiful. 108, 130 HP arrow ball for 20 times damage, deep crush for 160 damage. Um, the pose is like pretty menacing. He's like looking over his shoulder. He's like, what the fuck's behind me? Is it ho Is it, is it the legendary dogs, the beasts? Uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's a neat looking card. A lot of this is for the artwork because I don't play the games. Yeah. Uh, play the yeah, yeah, I don't play a traded card game either. Just so, but the, that Lugia card, one of my favorite legendaries, it just looks great. Okay. My number two, it's the golden Mew. That card is absolutely beautiful. I pulled it. Really? So, I, I I love the fact that you know you're it brings you back to when you're a kid of, of opening packs of actually pulling a good card. It was it was the only good card I pulled in, in the little couple packs. I, I only opened six packs. Number but, the the shining the shining out of right? twenty five. The blue mew. Yeah, with so the this gold is outline like, with the gold outline. Yeah, it, the whole, the whole card is like a shining gold. But the but the mew is shiny mew, so it's blue. The mew. Yeah, is oh, yes, blue. yeah. So the mew is like blue. Yeah. yeah. So twenty five twenty five out of the set. I don't like when I think of Pokemon. When you think of Mew, it brings you back to the Game Shark days where that was the only way that we could get Mew into the game. He was like the ancient Mew. I remember when the movie came out, that gold card came out. But for some reason, this card just came. And I, 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 it was funny. I was talking to our boy, uh, Damien Check, And I think he pulled a Blastoise Venus or he pulled some good cards. And I said, all I want is Mew and Charizard. I have, I think I have one more ETB coming. I'm going to take my shot, hope for the best. But I can't. What are they, like action. 40 bucks? It depends. If you go to like... the. A, think the retail is 49.99 for the etbs yeah but the every you know they're so short now in pokemon of they, they can't keep up with demand how many so, packs come in a, in a elite trainer I, box i think the etbs is either i think it's eight or ten okay and then like you can get like little packs a uh, comic shop a uh, comic collection in philly yeah he has like little packs where it's it comes in like um i think they're like 20 bucks you get two booster packs and like a like a promo card or something like that that seems steep for like two yeah I, well i mean you figure it, it's he again the comic guy he always does kind of price up a little it gives you that little markup i mean but if you go to ebay it's even worse yeah you, you know ebay prices but i don't i just thought this mew card was absolutely gorgeous uh yeah i like it but for some reason shiny mew has always i've never liked shiny mew i love the pink mew i don't love the shiny mew so that one never got me but uh in two cards from now i'll talk about mew <laughs> my number two is number 17 groudon uh one of my favorite oh, legendaries. Wow. Well, he's one of my favorite legendaries okay. of all time. Um, and I would have, if there was a normal Rayquaza on here, I'd have gone through it all day long. But the only Rayquaza card is the Mega Rayquaza uh, EX. And I hate that. I hate Mega Rayquaza. It's one of the few Mega Evolutions I cannot tolerate. Dude, I, I'm not, unpopular opinion, I'm not a Rayquaza fan. <sighs> my favorite legendary of all time. Ain't that crazy? No. Again, Evolving Skies right now, the one that the before uh, Celebrations came out, uh, he, I guess, Rayquaza has an alt art that they like can alternate art that everyone loves. It's a huge chase card. It's going for like two hundred plus dollars on eBay. It just I, he don't do it. For, I guess I was just so out when he came out in Pokemon that he literally means nothing. He was Gen three. <laughs> this is pretty early for you to be out. I mean, you bought the game, you played it with me. I don't even think I ever caught a Rayquaza. I don't even yeah, know if I ever you, saw him in the wild. Well, it's a legendary, so it would have been at the end of Emerald. So I don't. Maybe you didn't play. Maybe you bought Ruby or Sapphire, not Emerald. I, I, think, I don't dude, know. literally, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that's when I was out. I don't know. I played Emerald. Uh, I have distinct memories of playing Emerald by uh, faking going to the bathroom when I was a kid. Uh, when it was time to do my homework, I would fake having to take a shit. I'd pull my Game Boy Advance into the bathroom. Uh, sorry, mom and dad. 
and I would play it on mute with headphones on until my dad would knock on the door and say, why are you taking a shit so long or whatever he'd say? I don't know <laughs> that part. And then I would just like, or like I would take a really long shower, but like half the shower, I'd just be sitting on the toilet playing <laughs> Emerald. And that's how I played Emerald. I like, like 20, 20 something hours in like 10 minute chunks on the toilet. That's how I remember yeah. playing Emerald. Uh, but yeah, that Groudon card's gorgeous. I love Groudon. One of my favorite legendaries of all time. The Gen 3 legendaries, Kyogre, Groudon, and Rayquaza are just top tier legendaries. I don't give a fuck about Latios and Latias, but Same. whatever. Um, the Groudon card also has Team Magma on there as well, which is a little neat little touch there. Uh, Magma, Magma Volcano, Massive Rend, 130 HP. Beautiful card. He kind of almost looks like his Omega form uh, from... I'm sorry, his uh, prehistoric form from Omega Ruby, but uh, it's it's a nice card. Number 17 in the set, Groudon. I mean, my number one, I went with two, two from the replicas, obviously, my favorite fucking card. It's so it's basic and sad. It's it's so basic and sad. It's the Charizard. I mean, yeah. it's a card I remember having a first edition as a kid that I hope one day I could fu- pull it, Matt, fucking grab it out of my hat and get another one, but until then, I think this is literally the next best thing. I, I love the hollow pattern for it. I love the little twenty, you know, the twenty-five Pikachu in the middle right-hand corner. I, I just think it'll look great in my Charizard collection. Uh, my number one is the regular Mew, number eleven. Mew is the best mythical Pokemon yep. of all Agreed. time. One hundred percent. It's the first one we had no idea how to get. You had the Legend of the Truck by the SSN. Could you move it in the game? Did they give it away at Toys R Us? Did you have to use a Game Shark? They, they, the ways to get Mew are crazy. Now, they just put Mew in the Pokeball Plus, sell it for $50, and say, go ahead. I have one. I will never open that Pokeball Plus, so that Mew is locked behind that. But Mysterious Tail, Psy Shock for 30 damage. It's a weak-ass card, but Mew is, you know. Listen, Mew, for all of you that don't know, is the little final boss action of the original Pokemon Snap. And half the damn reason Mew is so iconic to me is because of that. And trying to break him with pester balls so you could take the picture. What a great final boss fight there. Uh, Mew is just the greatest mythical of all time. So, of course, it had to be my number one card. Uh, Sam, let's bring us home with your CGC TCG spotlight. This week we have, no surprise, I, I got you know nice shipment back from CGC. This is my Charizard VMAX from Shining Fates. Came out this year, 2021. This is the you know the Charizard that everyone was was chasing. This is why Shining Fates. I think people are probably you know you know like hoarders. They just buy packs. They'll seal that box now to see what the way Pokemon trending is. Just because people love to chase this card. I mean, shit. God knows, I bought quite a number of packs. It took me freaking forever, but it's back from CGC. Of course, I got the subgrades. I got an eight five on centering, a nine on the surface, nine on the corners, and a nine five on the edges which gives me the overall grade of a mint nine. So that kind of, it's, it's literally the exact grade I wanted because I think all my Charizards are graded nine right now. So I think that's like the fifth Charizard in my collection. And from falling off Pokemon for years and then coming back with, you know, like uh, Hidden Fates, Shining Fates, uh, Champion's Path, I felt like they were like the, some of the coolest newer artworks that I've seen. Just, I, I don't know, it's it just something nowadays that they could just do a little bit more than what they could back in the day. And no, no surprise, um, still following the PSA pop report, still waiting for CGCs. I heard rumblings that it's it's potentially in the works that they wanted to wait until after, I believe it was six months after the release. So I guess they have the, I guess, a steady pop report to show or the, that has some gravitas. 
So I'm, there was a total of 2,934 copies graded. I'm just going with there were 44 eights, 408 nines, and 2,469 tens. Holy smokes. Again, I said that before. PSAs, I, I feel like they, they're changing how they graded now. I feel like they always used to give out tens. And then once kind of CGC kind of came on the scene and basically just, I just, it forced the company to be better, to have a better quality control. And which now people are seeing now, now when you see people get their PSA cards back, they're all butthurt and pissed now. Why they're looking like a seven, it's an eight. They're thinking it's a 10. But that was my CGC TCG Spotlight Charizard VMAX from Shining Fates. I didn't want to do it during the OLED impressions, but I said I was going to say real quick, a quick story about my old Switch and why is it why it's a piece of shit. Nintendo is so confusing sometimes and they make everything a lot harder than it has to be. And in 2021, we have friend codes instead of just like making your name and finding your friend and doing it. And so, of course, they made the process to transfer all your save data and your profile from your old switch to your new one. Incredibly stupid and incredibly arduous and just just dumb as fuck. And so you have to put your two switches together next to each other for Bluetooth communication, which I get. You have to do that for iPhones too. And then you have to plug them both in and do all these steps and yada, 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 yada. And I go through and I do them all. I'm ready to rock and roll. My new switch finds the old one, but my old switch could not find my new switch to transfer the data. I I tried it over a dozen times and it wouldn't do it. I was so devastated. So I went online. I saw if anybody else was having this problem. I couldn't find anybody having this problem. And so I keep searching. The I felt like I was in the black market section of the internet, like looking up this shit. And I finally see somebody say, I did have the same problem. I was on this different network, da-da-da-da-da. My, ne- my router does not have two frequencies anymore, so I couldn't do that, this, that, and the other. So I'm just devastated. I'm like, all right, I lost everything. I lost all my save data for every game. I'm just oh, pissed. No. So I resigned to that fact. And I, you know, I link my new, my, my account to my new thing. I can re-download all my stuff, but I wouldn't have any of my save data. So I was like, okay, whatever. It took me forever. It's the reason I haven't gotten to play Metroid because I was spending. Um, it all makes sense. Hours and hours and hours re-downloading all my stuff. So I was just like, I guess I, it's cool because now I get to play all these games again from the start and like experience them again but at the same time where's my fucking save data and so i go and i do that and i download it all and i'm like all right let's start with smash bros because i love i love unlocking smash characters so like at least i'll enjoy that i can unlock 80 characters it'll be fun and i go to click on the game and it says you have save data for this game do you want to download it before you start And I was like, oh, my God, thank goodness that I pay for Nintendo Switch online because that enables cloud. It saved my data to the cloud. So instead, instead of it all coming over at one time, I had to individually go through every game I have. Jesus. And re-download the save data individually. So you could tell it even took me longer than it should have. Because it was cloud. But at the same time. I now have all of my data for the games that I want resaved. And if I download a game and start to play it, it'll give me a warning before I play it. Do you want to download your save data? So that's a positive. Here's the negative for whatever dumb fucking reason. 
Pokemon Sword and Shield do not enable cloud saves. I've lost my data. Oh, and, no. And the 800 Pokemon that I have, including over a dozen shinies. So, oh, so, devastation. So, I'm pretty sure that I can. I mean, my old Switch is still around. I'm pretty sure I can re download that. The data is still on my old Switch. I think I'm going to take those Pokemon, put them into Pokemon Home, and then they'll just live there in Pokemon Home. But I can't bring it into. I can't play. Basically, I can't play Sword and Shield on my new. Oh. Unless that I want to start, unless I want to start a new game, which I don't, I have no interest. So that's the downfall. But Just like Nintendo, Pokemon Go to me, it's dead. Yeah, Nintendo for whatever reason again makes things difficult. But this was episode two fifty five. Everybody, next week is going to be huge because we are going to have a full recap with Mike Cassini of DC's Fandom Two. We're talking the Batman, Black Adam, uh, 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 Gotham Knights, Justice League, Suicide Squad, Kill Justice League, like everything is going to be there. I cannot wait to talk about it. It's going to be a long one next week, and to be able to bring Mike in is going to be a long one. Yeah, I I can't wait. All right, everybody, we will see you next week for episode 256. Better not let me down. Come on, DC fandom. Hey!